Hello everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of VMware Runs on VMware podcast series about digital transformation where we speak with VMware IT and get insights on how we achieve digital transformation at VMware. I'm Sarita Kar, Senior Manager at VMware IT and your host for this series. In the first two episodes, you heard our CIO Jason Conyard, our IT CTO Jerry Abraham, and Head of Engineering and Architecture Rupa Raj talk about the organizational impact, the foundational decisions, and the SaaS mindset that is so essential for digital transformation. In the last episode, we got into the details of how we achieved digital transformation with VMware IT leadership. To hear these earlier podcasts, check the links provided below. Today, we will delve further into our multi-cloud journey. I am delighted to have with me Swapnil Hendre, Director, IT Solutions Engineering and Design, and Venkat Subarao, Technical Architect from Business IT. Welcome to the podcast, Swapnil and Venkat. Thank you, Sarita. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you, Sarita. I'm excited. Thanks, Venkat, and thank you, Swapnil. So, building more on the multi-cloud topic that we nearly touched upon in our last episode, we would like to ask you, Swapnil, what were the chief reasons why VMware IT opted for VMware Cloud on AWS? Absolutely. So VMware IT was tasked with migrating mission-critical workloads to VMware Cloud and AWS. We had several objectives. These objectives included extending our on-premises data center to public cloud, achieving the bi-directional workload portability, providing elasticity to scale up and scale down compute resources on the fly for seasonal workload, and last but not the least, improving the workload resiliency availability to the consistent operational model. Absolutely. Improving workload resiliency and availability have been the key metrics for all of us for quite some time. But I'd like to ask you, Venkat, what are the business reasons for moving to multi-cloud? Yep. Um, we embarked the multi-cloud journey for two main reasons. Uh, one is high availability and the other one is the scalability. On availability front, uh, we want our services are highly available. So that means they should meet 4.9's availability requirements. So 4.9's is 99.99% uptime, which turns out to be maximum four minutes acceptable downtime per month. To meet such uptime requirements, we expanded application footprint to public cloud in addition to existing on-premises data centers, uh, primarily for redundancy reasons. Um, it's kind of a you know hybrid cloud journey. Start with hybrid cloud and then expanding to multi-clouds on new basis. Okay, and hosting services across on-premises and public cloud environments has its own challenges. You all know that. One of those things is uh, portability. Uh, portability here refers to, you know, when you are deploying applications to um, 
on-prem data centers and uh, public cloud hyperscalers you should your application should be portable across the clouds so and should be a consistent uh, for consistency reasons we 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 adopted a cloud agnostic tool set and uh, we hosted our applications uh, onto vmware tensor kubernetes grid and used a wavefront uh, for observability and we use other tool sets such as a vmware nsx advanced load balances and other things uh, so that we have a parity of infrastructure on on premise and public cloud that's how we achieve portability and secondly a second important thing is having a streamlined devops process uh, that we achieved through unified tool set across cloud and on premises and the third most important aspect is the data consistency between on prem cloud and multiple cloud scenarios and for that um, we employed different uh, techniques uh, one of them is pinning customers to a particular region um and also we adopted in few cases eventual consistency patterns okay that's on availability if we look at the scalability um consider you know we have a vm world application um which uh, will have a high traffic uh, during a 3 day annual event uh, for customers partners and developer community and which needs to scale for a certain period of time quickly so to scale this application we hosted this application on vmware cloud on aws and which provides a consistent uh, environment similar to on premise data center and uh, without no refactoring uh, application uh, we achieved this it provides a good portability and unified to set by adopting vmware cloud on aws so that's how we scale the application during the peak workloads okay that's how it benefits that was well explained venkat we all understand the importance of data consistency and streamlining the devops processes through a unified toolset and it's also truly noteworthy that we are hosting our applications on vmware tensor kubernetes grid and load balancing it through avi networks for our listeners If you wish to know more about how we can use these products do check out the blogs listed on our VMware on VMware website So Swapnil I know all this sounds great in theory but when you actually moved the mission critical services to VMware cloud on AWS what were the chief challenges you faced Sure Sarita so anytime you start any new uh, solution uh, you are going to face challenges so and this was no exception when we decided to migrate our workloads to public cloud we came across several challenges like such as how do we establish the hybrid connectivity how to provide the access to core services such as ntp dns load balancers how to secure our workload deployed in public cloud how to perform data replication and finally how to automate the entire failover and fail back of traffic within the matter of minutes to make sure we stay with the the slas we have agreed upon we address these challenges by establishing the hybrid cloud connectivity initially we used site to site vpn because this was very quick to establish the connectivity later we ended it uh, end up uh, replacing using direct connect we deployed core services locally in the public cloud 
to provide low latency connectivity to mission critical applications, eliminate the dependency on on-premises, and eliminate the egress costs. The data replication was performed by using VMware Disaster Recovery as a service, and we implemented a zero trust by using NSX micro segmentation, which allowed us to uh, enable the traffic which is absolutely required and block everything else. And finally, we automated the entire failover and failback using homegrown automation. And speaking of NSX micro segmentation, I remember the time when Swapnil first implemented the rules in the non-prod environment and the entire development came to a standstill because none of the teams could even connect to the systems. We were frantically trying to figure out what went wrong and I remember calling you Swapnil in your early morning that time and that was when you figured out that one critical port should have been allow instead of deny. Absolutely. And that, that's how I met Sarita, by the way, for the first time. Uh, and uh, the moral of the story here is that we had to ensure the traffic which needs to be enabled using the application discovery. So that was a, a definitely a lesson learned for us. Absolutely. Indeed, that is correct. And, you know, I remember you were so cool and you immediately caught the error. It was like, you know, Mr. Fixit Softwell comes in and saves the day. <laughs> Actually, VRNI deserves the uh, credit here because VRNI identified that very quickly. Sorry, Sarita. Let's go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So, so we learned it the hard way, you know, and the good thing was we found out in non-prod. So let it be a lesson to anyone who wishes to implement NSX micro-segmentation. Make sure you spend your time in discovery and review the rules before applying. So that's the implementation part and as an operations person, I can vouch for the fact that day two operations is equally important. So Swapnil, how did we handle day two operations? Absolutely. When we launched our uh, the service, so VMware IT launched uh, several day two operations initiatives to ensure the ecosystem uh, ecosystem's ongoing viability. VMware Cloud uh, is a managed service uh, enabled cloud administrators to focus on the workload and application creation rather than the infrastructure maintenance, which significantly minimize the errors and reduce the complexity. VMware vRealize Network Insight monitoring uh, was uh, employed to deliver analytics capabilities for software-defined networking and security. This helped in optimizing network performance and availability with converged visibility across virtual and physical networks, along with the public and private clouds. We also use vRealize Network Insight for migration planning uh, to VMware Cloud on AWS. And that is also in keeping with the SaaS mindset. We can focus more on application creation when the regular infrastructure maintenance is taken care of. And every time we talk about a new implementation and its maintenance and support, the first questions that crop up are on network and bandwidth. So Swapnil, uh, what were the issues in network band bandwidth when moving to VMware Cloud on AWS? Definitely. So before committing to full-scale migration, uh, VMware IT had to make sure all the basics were in place. So initially, we used site-to-site -site VPN tunnel to establish connectivity from on-premises to VMware Cloud and AWS. And that was established literally within an hour. While it helped 
initially very quickly we realized that site to site vpn didn't really meet our business requirements for providing dedicated low latency cost effective and secure connectivity we addressed this challenge by employing aws direct connect and that is what i like about our implementations you know we may not do everything right the first time but we recover quickly and i think it's important to understand that in any implementation you may not get it right the first time but it is through iterations and applying different solutions that you can figure out what works best for your specific needs so uh, now that we know about the implementation challenges and day to operations of moving our critical applications on vmware cloud on aws there is one pertinent question so swapnil if we want to go multi cloud next how easy or difficult is it to do so like how much time will it take and what shall we gain yeah definitely like having the mission critical applications already running on vmware cloud on aws uh, which is public cloud provides us a foundation for our next goal which is building a cloud agnostic solution which will provide us the ability to extend our applications in multi cloud environment we are planning to deploy this platform which will be built upon devsecops principles to scale and contract the workload on demand in multi cloud using various vmware products such as tanzu kubernetes grid avi vmware stvan vmware uh, uh, vrealize network insight vrealize log insight and vrealize automation wow that's a whole suite of products and i know that we will do justice to every one of them so one thing i do wish to add here is that we use vmware products not just for the sake of using them because we are vmware but we use them because they work and are pertinent to our business needs so coming back to business venkat what would we gain in terms of business mileage by moving to multi cloud yeah good question okay uh one thing is uh, we have a uber goal to provide a customers uh, unhampered and uh, consistent services uh which means uh, no downtime to our service any downtime to our service will impact our customers business sls okay so the multi cloud journey helped our systems to react quickly to customer usage patterns okay and uh, enable systems auto scale without pre-planning another benefit which we got is uh, fulfilling regulatory needs and risk aversion by having a disaster recovery environment in cloud uh, which is a uh, different from our data centers and in different regions and different countries and one more benefit what business gets is uh, they serve content from locations near to the customer geographic location where they are and which helps to reduce latency improve customer experience and fulfilling data localization needs in future so these are the things uh, which gives a business advantage or business benefits okay that is so true venkat in a world where pre planning gets more and more challenging it is comforting to know that i can auto scale on a need basis and we do understand the importance of complying to regulatory needs So Venkat if i were to do a cost benefit analysis from the business perspective is it worth my while 
yeah it makes sense um hyperscalers like um, you know cloud public clouds provide a auto scalability on demand basis and our services has a sudden spikes of your usages during campaigns and events uh, that means we have a peak traffic for some stipulated time and then it becomes flat cloud provides uh, elasticity we can use that elasticity to ramp up resources on on demand basis and then ramp down when we don't need that's how you can save costs also we by design we follow cloud agnostic and we use cloud agnostic tool set in our environment which uh, which makes us not stick to one cloud provider and we can switch across different clouds so that's where cost effectiveness uh, comes into picture absolutely it is certainly the best case scenario you know to not be dependent on one cloud provider i mean I have three different networks at home to ensure uninterrupted video streaming of movies. So why should I be looking at only one cloud for my production systems? So thank you, Swasnil and Venkat, for sharing your implementation story. Thank you, Sarita. I hope this was useful for our customers. Yeah, thank you, Sarita, and uh, yeah, very excited uh, to showcase our. journey to the customers absolutely and thank you both of you i'm sure our listeners have benefited from all that practical know-how the do's and don'ts and are feeling more confident now on embarking on the multi cloud journey and that brings us to the end of this episode we hope you liked it and if you did please drop a comment below and check out the vmware runs on vmware website for more interesting it stories We'll be discussing another IT digital transformation story in the next episode of this series. Stay tuned.